Welcome to Strength for the Journey from First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu at Ko'olau. Today, we learn about the bold new initiative we're embarking on at First Pres. Our scripture reading today comes from Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 27. And we start today's sermon with a drama that begins at the pearly gates. Jose Martinez, Sandy Billows, Kavika Jones, Lakeisha Mann. Hi. Oh, hi. Is someone sitting here? No, go ahead. Oh, thanks. Oh, quite a few people here, yeah. aren't there? Who would have thought? Oh. Are you here alone? Yeah. Oh, me too. My name is Sue. Oh, hi, I'm Roy. Oh, hi. Hi. Oh, this is quite the place. Yeah, it is. You know, if you read and hear about something enough, you think you know what it's going to look like. Well, things never are quite what you expect. It's pretty exciting, though, don't you think? I find it unnerving. <sighs> Have you been here long? Oh, for about, oh, I don't know, an hour or two. It, it's hard to tell. Well, I might as well make myself comfortable then. Noreen Roberts. Ganim Kassir. So, um, by what means did you arrive? Car. Ouch. Yeah, a drunk driver. I suppose he walked away from it. Uh-huh. Isn't that always the case? How about you? Heart attack. Oh, you're kidding. Mm. You're so young. 41. I'm sorry. You and me both. Vladimir Karasov. We go through over there? Yeah, when they call your name. Boy, I haven't been, had this many butterflies since I did a solo in first grade. Well, I'm prepared. Uh, what's that? My insurance. I didn't think you could take anything with you. Oh, I'm not taking it with me. Just far enough to get through that door. Oh. I grabbed as much as I could. You don't have a lot of time. I didn't have any. You got to plan ahead. That's how you get places. Oh, I'll remember that in the next time. <laughs> oh. So what have you got in there? Oh, um, my portfolio, so to speak. I mean, I don't want to brag, but I've accumulated quite an impressive collection. For example, this plaque was given to me for my work in building shelters for the poor. Very nice. It is, isn't it? Hmm. And um, let's see. This photo album contains pictures of all the kids my wife and I have sponsored over the years. This is Esteban. He's from oh. the Dominican Republic. We made it possible for him to go to school. And um, these kids, uh, they ate a meal a day due to our financial support. Oh. And this kid, oh, we were foster parents to him for a while. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. I coached Little League Baseball for 12 years. Oh. Uh-huh. Many Christmases, I collected money for the Salvation Army in front of Walmart. Mililani. <laughs> <laughs> I memorized the most verses at Vacation Bible School. I saved this one boy from drowning at Sandy's. And I made my mom the prize-winning potholder in Cub Scouts. <laughs> oh. oh, is there anything else in there? Oh, yeah, yeah, but I don't want to brag. <laughs> well, I must say, Roy, you've lived quite a life. Yeah, it just kills me that I won't be able to do more. Literally speaking, of course. 
Don't remind me. Well, what else did you want to do? Are you kidding? I, I had another 41 years coming to me. I'm, you're what, 30, 31? 33. Well, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. I was in the prime of my life. I was just catching my stride. Tony Garcia, Ezekiel Dengali. Apparently, our time was up. Yeah, but it wasn't enough. I mean, what I accomplished. But who really knows when you've done enough? Why aren't they calling my name? Oh, maybe it's a busy day. So, um, where's your stuff? My stuff? You know, your, your trophies. Oh, I don't have any. None? None that I brought with me. You're going to have a hard time getting in. Why? There's a price for admission. Well, maybe you haven't heard, Roy, but the price has been paid. It's been my experience that you can never really trust anybody. So, as for me and my duffel bag, I won't leave home without it. No wonder you had a heart attack. <laughs> Serena Jenkins, Senath Kumir, Sue Cumming. Oh, that's me! That's me! You? Oh. But I've been waiting here for hours. You just oh. got here. Oh, it was nice meeting you, Roy. There must be some mistake. I wish you the best, really. Bye, Roy. Let him know I'm still out here. And mention mention the duffel bag. That'll impress him. Thomas White, James Chang, John Mariano, Kim Nakano, Anika Fridzma, Andrew McIntyre. Lokelani Perez, Takashi Hayakawa, Carol Compton, Donya Barr, Noreen Goldberg. You know, I think for all of us, when it's our time to sit on the so-called bench, We're all wondering, will they call our name? Wisely, a young man in our Bible passage asked that same question. Amazingly, he, he went up to the Lord Jesus, and, and scholars tell us that he was a kind of a yuppie, a young urban professional. Scholars think he was a, a rich young man. And he was a good man, as we, we read, that he has done all the right things. He, he knew how to, um, you know, he knew how to cross his T's and dot his I's, and he didn't commit adultery. He honored his mom and dad. He didn't kill anyone. He didn't lie. And proudly, he tells Jesus, hey, I've been doing this since my Hanabara days, man, ever since I was little. And he's a good little boy who has grown up into this fine young man. This is the person who, when asked, will you go to heaven, will probably say, hey, I'm a pretty good person, so yes. I mean, if heaven is for the really good moral people, unlike those terrorists or those Nazis or Charles Manson, I should be able to waltz right in. But then Jesus, who's not into religion or ritual or rules or regulations, but about relationship, about committed friendship, stuns the man and says, One thing you lack. And I think for many of us, 
That is what really gets us worried. What if we were to die and go to heaven and at the so-called pearly gates, the gatekeeper says, you can't go in. There is one thing you lack. And one shudders to think, ah, what would that one thing be? Jesus then tells you the answer to the eternal pop quiz, Jeopardy's divine daily double. He answers the young man, as the Bible passage says, with love and says, Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And it's at this that the young man's face fell and he went away sad because he had great wealth. We get it. Who wouldn't feel sad? You work hard all your life. You don't cheat. You don't lie. You're faithful in marriage. And that's not enough, Jesus. Then forget about it. And maybe we too would just walk away and say, oh, wow, that's impossible. But actually, you see, it's a trick challenge, which is whatever you have, are you willing to give it all away for Jesus? Does it mean that one day you become a a Christ follower and you have to give it all away, all your material stuff, and be like uh, St. Francis of Assisi or Mother Teresa or (coughs) St. Ignatius of Loyola? No, what Jesus meant was on the day you become a follower of Jesus, it is the day you realize that everything you have, everything, your money, your time, your cars, if a parent, your kids, your stock, your clothes, everything you have, actually belongs to God and for God to use. He is the real owner of all that we have. We're just the stewards when we're here on earth. Our outlook of life and our priorities can change, and we willingly want to give up our worldly possessions for whatever God asks us to. Everything is his anyway. When we commit to follow Jesus, we're going for broke, Going for broke is that old saying that means we go all out. We hold nothing back. Going for broke means, for for Jesus means I will give anything up and I will do anything you ask of me, Lord. Actually, when we go to heaven, we can't take anything with us. Everything we have should be invested here on earth for the kingdom of God. And what do we invest in? Jesus told us. Help the poor, either materially poor or emotionally poor, the widows, the imprisoned, the stranger in the land. And when you do that, great will be your treasure in heaven. Give for the cause of Christ. Give that the gospel might be spread. Go all out for Jesus. Go for broke for Jesus. Remember, we are like the rich young ruler or man, considering that we Americans are in the top 5% of income in the world. And the trouble with us Americans is that we are like the camel that can't go through the eye of a needle because we don't want to let go of our material stuff. We also don't want to let go of our immaterial stuff like pride and status and accomplishments that get in the way of giving it all up to God. The disciples in our passage says to Jesus, say to Jesus, this is impossible. Who then can be saved? And Jesus responds to that really profound verse. Jesus looked at them and said, with human beings, yes, this is impossible. 
but not with God. All things are possible with God. What he is saying is that all of this sacrificial living for others, all of this love for others, all of this new sensitivity to those who are poor in material or poor in spirit because they don't know Christ, all of that can happen miraculously when we decide to follow Jesus. His Holy Spirit enters into us and will empower us to love the unlovable and want to be generous for the things of God. What the rich young man who questioned Jesus didn't understand that being a follower of Christ doesn't mean just being a good moral person to have a place in heaven or for world approval. It means if you're good, you're doing it out of your love for Christ. It means you do good not to make yourself look good, but to make Jesus look good. It means you also realize as the woman said in the drama, Jesus paid the price, so you just have to follow him and accept him. That's what the faith is about, a friendship with Jesus. And when you fully accept that and realize that as your best friend died for you, suffered for you, loves you, then you are willing to do anything for him, even sell everything for him. Most churches speak of this phrase, we do too, tithes and offerings. Tithes and offerings. The tithe is just making sure that at least 10% of our monies goes to Jesus' ministry each year. And the offerings are gifts to God above that 10%. We are on the brink of a huge project that we believe God is asking us to fund above our tithe as an offering to him that should be, that could be given sometime in the next four weeks. This offering would end four weeks from now on the day of Thanksgiving, perhaps symbolic that we're giving out of a tremendous thankful heart to God, wanting others to know him. This offering is going to go to the 547 Project. This is a financial appeal starting today that will be aimed to help the poor materially and emotionally. It's a project to reach the unchurched, those who might be lost without Christ as we were once lost without our Lord Jesus. By Thanksgiving, we hope to raise $547,000 in addition to our normal church tithes and offerings. Why? Because we are starting a new satellite church campus where we will have more social justice service opportunities, more ministry opportunities, and more worship services. So where will it be? It's going to be in Kaka'ako at 547 Hale Kawila Street, just Diamond Head of Punchbowl. We will have six of the downstairs rooms you see here. And then the two upper rooms up there um, on the left. And uh, why will it cost $547,000? Because that's the cost of launching a new campus, including the first year expense of a 10-year lease and the remodeling cost of the 5,550-square-foot piece of property. We'll knock down all the walls to enlarge rooms for worship and ministries, and plus there's all the costs of putting in a simple cafe and new windows and new electrical system, fixing the air conditioning and installing 
<laughs> the sound and the light and the video equipment and all of the furnishings. Again, the whole bottom part you see here will be used for the sanctuary. Same preacher as a Sunday morning because the services will be different times. And then um, upstairs too, the two left rooms for the sanctuary, fellowship hall, cafe on the bottom. Um, the size of the main room will be about the size of our present Ko'olau senior high and junior high room combined. And in fact, might be used one day as a Honolulu option for youth ministry. And of course, we need to install new bathrooms and so why did we pick Kaka'ako? Kaka'ako is the epicenter of influence. It, if we really want to help renew the city and bring Christ to those who don't know him, we couldn't have chosen a better spot. It is adjacent to the business center as close to Bishop Street. It's close to the judicial uh, system as the Supreme Court and federal courts are near there. It's right next to the political hub as the state capital and the city hall are nearby. It is the nexus to where the young families are moving into, living in, in the many condominiums and apartments there and the many units that are coming in future years. It's the upcoming hangout for the young adults with congregating areas like salt and mokus and espresso shops and, yes, bars. Uh, the area also has ward theaters, a huge movie theater complex. Nearby is one of the biggest transit centers in downtown. Kaka'ako is also next to one of the biggest employers of the state, Queens Medical Center. It's near to two senior citizen homes and transitional apartments, it's also a place where there are many who are homeless. It's a huge, diverse cultural mix. You have Whole Foods and Down to Earth there, which is kind of the affluent and the granola crowd. So with tongue-in-cheek, I say you have the Whole Food affluent, the hippies, the homeless, and the hipsters all in one place. We hope the new satellite campus will seat up to maybe 200 people with a couple of smaller rooms on the second floor. Remember, not huge, only about 5,500 square feet. Worship services will be different there. It will have a, a ban. The services might be a bit longer as we might feature more of the things we don't have time for here at Ko'olau due to the three services and the shuttle service um, schedule that we have to adhere to. Worship there might include things like testimonies, meals, discussion groups to respond and react to the sermon, more ministry time for prayer for healing. As I said, the same preacher will be there as well as here, live, not streamed. And now here's an important thing to know about how we design the logo of the 547 project. We always have a lot of thought in these things. The circles in the logo represent community. And our goal is to build community in circles instead of rows, meaning when we do church, we want everyone to be involved, having the same DNA as here in Ko'olau. We don't want, so to speak, spectators sitting in rows, but people who participate in worshiping and serving God who are intentional about getting to know each other, metaphorically speaking. Obviously, we're going to have some rows, but you'll notice, too, that there are not um, closed circles but there are these pukas here, there's open openings because it's not a club. It's an open community where everyone's welcome. There is so much more to tell you about this, and I can't take, tame, ta, take time now to detail it all out. There will be an info packet coming in the mail for you this week with an envelope you can use for your gift to the 547 Project. And please pray about 
what you think the Lord might want you to give. If you're not on our mailing list and are interested in this mission, this adventure, then pick up a packet at the reception desk today, or better yet, go to the 547 um, special uh, info booth in Fellowship Hall. It's also at the hospitality table. The info is also available starting today on our website sometime later this afternoon uh, with a video of me and with pictures of the building and my explanation of what we're hoping to do. So you can show that to your friends and to your family who aren't here today. We'll have tours starting next Sunday of the satellite campus with trained docents explaining the building and the neighborhood and more the vision of why we want to move there. You can sign up for these tours on our website or in Fellowship Hall today at the special 547 info booth. We will also have small town meetings, informational meetings to answer your questions starting next Sunday. Now, you might be asking, so who are the main players in this satellite campus? Well, our executive coordinator, Jenny Sung, will be our campus pastor there. She has worked with me for nearly two decades, both at HIM and First Pres. Great organizer, um, people person, and teacher. Other key leaders, Randy Lau, Hoen Leong, Garrett Sullivan, Shelley Germain, are all working on the design implementation with our own um, Freddie Noah working on the leaf. There are other staff and members who are highly skilled and experienced who are deeply involved. The project is in good hands. But at this point, What we need are prayer, volunteers, and the money to do it. And that's why we have the 547 Project. If you want a Bible verse that describes the essence of this 547 Project, ironically, if you turn to Psalm 547, well, let's make that 54, verse 7, beginning with the sixth verse for context, you read this. With a free will offering... I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me from every trouble. And that's why we go all out for the Lord. We want to make a free will offering by thanksgiving, for we do it out of great thanksgiving, remembering God delivered us from every trouble. Now, some of you may be saying, okay, I I get it that you want to have a satellite campus. I get the why for the cost. It's expensive to lease a downtown building and to knock down internal walls, build it out. But why this desire to reach the lost, to reach those who don't know Jesus? First of all, being welcoming and inviting the unchurched has always been part of our DNA. This is not something new. We don't want to take people from other churches when we go to Kaka'ako. We don't steal fish from other aquaria. That all has been part of our core. Did you know that every January, we survey the entire congregation right in the service, and the last survey showed that 31% of our people were not going to any church before joining us. 31%. That's great that this became your church home. And 6% said, they're not Christian, but they're attending. That's great. If, let's say, 1,000 people worship here on a Sunday, that means there's 60 people here who don't trust Jesus as a friend or as a Lord. They don't follow him. And we, in response, says, that is so great that you're here. 
trying to figure it all out. You are welcome. You're not alone. There are 59 others just sitting somewhere being that mystery shopper on Jesus and the other 940 are saying, welcome, hang out, stick six, be our guest, be our guest, put our service to the test. (laughs) Tie your napkin around your neck, Cherie, and we'll provide the rest. I love Disney. Hopefully, all that we do points to a real loving God. And Kaka'ako will primarily go after the unchurched. Now, some may say, why not add another service here? Well, for all of the reasons of being adjacent to where the growth is that I explained, being near to the circles of influence, and that we will not have the time or space constraints we have here, Besides, this satellite, remember, is not independent of First Press. It's a part of it. Same in-person, uh, uh, live person preaching. Uh, so research shows that a new satellite campus reaches more unchurched because it's such a high-focus priority. And I hope there will be a great rekindling and resurgence of the fires of our evangelism and discipleship, both at... Um, Ko'olau in Kaneohe and in Kaka'ako. We've got to start a satellite at a place without a K. I mean, it really confuses me. I mean, having just left Ke'aumoku to come to Kaneohe and Ko'olau, maybe Ko'ele Lodge is next, I don't know. No, kidding. So now to be clear, we are, we're here at Ko'olau, we here at Ko'olau campus will continue to be a thriving, pulsating, vibrant, vital, throbbing, pumping, shimmering, scintillating community of worship and service and Ko'olau remains our forward power projection platform of equipping, sending out members to share the love of Jesus all over our community. We are not abandoning Ko'olau and how important Ko'olau is to our present and future. This will still be the critical home base of worship and discipleship and mission. By the way, the church satellite campus will have a new name as we figured calling it First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu in Kaneohe at Ko'olau and now in Kaka'ako would be too long. So then, I'm going to explain to you the new name next week (laughs) and give the deep reasons why we chose that name. But if you read the email and the letter this week, you'll see what the name is. But next week, I'll tell you why. So let me go back to the question of why this big desire we have to reach the lost, those who were lost like we when we didn't have the clear direction of living for. Jesus and having so many of our dreams fulfilled through him. So let me tell you a true story that will get to the very core of why we are doing this satellite church. In October 1944, during World War II, about 275 American soldiers, primarily from Texas, were surrounded and trapped by the more than 6,000 Nazis in the Vosges forest in France who were bent on terminating all of them. The Americans decided to send in the 442nd, 
of the 100th Battalion to save them. This was an incredible decision for two reasons. First, the 442nd was extremely tired from just saving two French towns previously, uh, Bifontaine and uh, Bruyere, and they desperately needed rest. Second, as many of you know, um, many of the 442nd were Nisei, second generation Japanese Americans. The Japanese Americans were unfairly treated during the war. Many of them were from Hawaii. And the Japanese Americans were evicted from their homes. All of their possessions had to be sold at a fire sale price or given away, and their bank accounts were frozen or hard to access. And they were treated with scorn because they happened to be of Japanese extraction. Some of our church members were in those camps and were affected by it. And, and relatives were immediately separated. Many of you have relatives who are in the 442nd too. And yet even though their own country did not fully give them the same rights as other Americans, the 442nd composed of many Asian Americans were dedicated to do what was right for the cause of freedom and liberty for our country and, and in this case France and especially to save the lost Tex, Texan battalion in the Vosges forest. By the way, our our own church member, Tak Yoshihara, was put in a camp and Tak spent three years there. His family of 10 um, was a family of 10 and when they were finally released from the camps, a Seattle church took them in and let them live in the basement as they had no house or belongings. Upon release, the government gave each family member, get this, a bus or train ticket and 25 bucks, said here, start a new life, 25 bucks. But to his credit and his integrity, Tack grew up and he volunteered for the military. He was the first Japanese American to be appointed to the Naval Academy and was eventually promoted to captain, which is one level below Admiral, and served on the USS Missouri just prior to the Korean War. Now, back at the Vosges Forest in France, it turned out to be a horrible fight to get to the Texans and save them. There were many casualties. The Nazis had tremendous power with artillery and tanks and soldiers. After six days, the 442nd finally broke through and saved the Texans. And I bet many of them must have been surprised to see American Japanese soldiers as the ones who saved them. And for years later and to this day, the veterans of those two units have been very close and visit each other when they can. Only in the year 2000 did three of these brave soldiers who led the rescue were given our nation's highest honor, the Congressional Medal of Honor, and five received presidential citations some 56 years after that famous battle. No other unit in all of American history has been decorated um, as many medals as the 442nd for its size and length of service, and no other has had as many casualties as the 442nd. They truly sacrificed for the cause. They suffered 800 casualties to save the remaining 211 Texans. It was in this battle that the famous slogan of go for broke became known for the 442nd. 
It was because at various times the 442nd had to go all out as tired and as weary and as wounded as they were to run up a hill as machine guns and artillery were shooting at them. It was a gopher broke time. And they said, quote, we had to get to the top of the hill to save our brothers. We will go all out, go for broke, and run up and save the Texans. For many people today, that battle is considered in one, one of the top 10 American battles of importance to study. It's also up there because of its significance. It is referred to worldwide, and you can Google it, as the rescue of the lost battalion. So you may ask, nice story, Dan, but what does that have to do with our Bible passage or even the 547 Project Appeal? If I may, if our 547 Project had a subtitle, it would be Go for Broke. At times, we have to sacrifice against all odds to save the lost. If we really have the presence of Jesus, then we would go for broke going into a city to share the presence and the words of love of Jesus for people who might be lost and need to be saved. And this is not to be condescending, but we all need saving. We are all a spiritually lost battalion. We are like lost sheep without a shepherd until we finally know and follow Jesus who really is God and can help us lead a fulfilled life. You see, to go back to our scripture passage, it now makes maybe more sense. All what Jesus was saying to that rich young person was, are you willing to become broke for me? Empty pockets. Can you give it all away for the cause of liberty and freedom for others? Can you now uh, live a life all out for me, can you go for broke for God? And I know this is a huge sacrifice for us to raise $547,000 in four weeks so that we can launch a rescue mission, so to speak, to save others, at least for the next decade. But in the context of what has been sacrificed for us by Jesus, And the generations of followers have been all in for and through his church, including many of you. I know we can do it. Will you join us in this effort? Some can make big gifts. Some can make smaller gifts. As I said, if you're on our mailing list, you'll get an information packet in the mail this week that has a letter from me, a sheet of frequently asked questions, and a donation envelope. If you're not in our mailing list, please stop by at the 547 information booth or the front desk or the hospitality and pick up a a packet. Another option is to go to our website where you can read about the 547 project and the FAQs, see the video after this afternoon, and um, even make your gift online. I know that for some, it may be harder to give, so your gift may be small. But whether we think we have a lot to give or little to give, please pray and ask God to help you make that decision. This is between you and God. He knows your heart. I I will not know what you give. In the Bible, Jesus said a woman who gave two copper coins, we sang about it in one of our hymns, as an offering one day 
Gave more than anyone else, said Jesus, because she gave all that she had. She gave sacrificially from the heart. She went for broke. So, will you join us from Ko'olau to Kaka'ako with love and go for broke for Christ? Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, you've done so much for us. And so we pray continually that what we do here on earth truly reflects our gratitude for what you've done and that somehow having the presence of you in our lives, that we have a heart to do what you told us just before you left, where you said, go into the world make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them all that I have commanded you. May we be a pass-through of your grace and mercy to others. In Christ's name, amen. The Bible says where our treasures are, that's where you'll find our hearts. Are we storing up stuff or are we investing in the kingdom of God? Before we go, we want to acknowledge our drama actors today, Patrick Fujioka, Karen Hironaga, and Ron Matthew. If you'd like to hear this sermon again, you can listen to and download this and other sermons from the First Pres website, fpchawaii.org. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Join us at one of our worship services on campus at 45550 Ole Road, Kaneohe, Hawaii, 96744. We meet Sunday mornings at 8, 930, and 1111. Follow First Pres on Twitter and Facebook. Download that brand new First Pres app. Watch First Pres Sermon videos on our website and on Facebook. And if you need more, you can call us at 808-532-1111. For Pastor Dan Chun and the entire staff at First Pres, I'm Michael Shishido. Until next time, God bless you and thanks for listening. Strength for the Journey is copyright 2018 and produced by the Media Ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu at Ko'olau.